Hello, and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. We are in the summer short series, and my name is Dan O'Rourke. That's the backwards way of me usually doing the introduction, but that's okay, because in summer, we don't have to get everything right. What we did get right is we're going to share with you a video today of our conversation with Jeff Lockhart, the president of Catholic Christian Outreach, which is a student ministry that reaches into campuses all across Canada. Jeff shared with Father James and Mike and Ron a great conversation about the importance of raising up leaders at that age, at that young age. So listen in today as the guys have a conversation about leadership and youth. Why is it so important to you that university is where you've really decided this is where the mission is? I think there's a couple of reasons there. So number one, as students leave and make that transition from the home, they're exposed to a whole world of ideas which is awesome. It's a great opportunity to be exposed to the world of ideas. But there's a lot of bad ideas. And a lot of those bad ideas have incredible amounts of energy and enthusiasm and things behind them to pull them away. Mm -hmm. It's important that there's a a counter voice, a voice for truth, for reason, and for beauty, and for love that's proposing something to them at at this time. Secondly, you know, there's there's an adage they said that young people, young enough to want to change the world, and they're old enough to do it. Right Mm -hmm. in that gap is our young people. You probably make the three most important decisions of your life during those college formative years. What will be your profession? Who will you marry or what your vocation will be? And what will be your beliefs or your faith? People are open at that time. And and people always ask us, like, this must be hard on campus. And I mean, there are challenges. But fundamentally, when you meet young people where they're at and you propose the gospel in a way that they can relate to... They're open to consider, to reflect on it, to talk about it, especially with their peers. You know? I, I really love the idea that you have these people that you can get that passion into. And I know one of the things, you know, you came through CCO and now are the leader of CCO. And I know you have people who have come through missionary roles with CCO and have moved on to leadership roles. So can you talk to me a little bit about how you develop those leaders? First and foremost, we have a commitment to forming missionary disciples. And even our mission statement, which is sort of twofold, the the very pr- primary part of it talks about you know the evangelization of young people. So that's at the first and foremost part of it. But then we talk about you know have leaders for the renewal of the world. And in order to have leadership that can renew the world, we need to form them to to, to be leaders in, in these ways. And certainly, the, the, our goal in renewing the world is to bring the Lord to, to introduce the world to the person of Jesus Christ. But then secondary, giving them opportunities to grow as leaders, to learn as leaders, establish a leadership learning culture. And so having a curious nature being willing to grow and learn and to look at all different places, including the secular business world material, where people have been excellent at uh, what they're doing and, and leading and to in- integrate that. Talk about establishing a leadership culture, being intentional about leadership, having a clear definition of leadership, a healthy culture. How, how did you actually go about that? Within CCO of integrating leadership learning into our practices, encouraging our leaders to be learners. It's one of the most important ways to learn is to teach. But then also, I think the Lord has cultivated within us experiences based on just what we've dealt to deal with and as we've been growing that have also formed us in a particular way of, of leading. One of those, and probably the most significant one that would sort of summarize it, is what we call incarnational leadership. Fundamentally, incarnational leadership is the blend of the spiritual and the prophetic dimensions of leadership with the practical and human elements of leadership. And it really sits, of course, in the mystery and the understanding of of the incarnation. Because the incarnation within the person of the Lord is both fully human and fully divine. 
As Christians, I think we're called to be incarnational leaders. The insights gained from the Holy Spirit, the sensitivity to the promptings of the Holy Spirit that might invite you sometimes to do something that's a little less uh, practical, but to blend that with the best uh, execution of, of discipline processes, of the practical human elements in a Catholic understanding. It is mm-hmm. grace builds on nature. St. Ignatius said, you know, pray as if everything depended on God, work as if everything depended on you. There is a narrative out there that sort of says leadership in the church should be all spiritual. You know, it Mm -hmm. needs to be more like leave it to God or be more spontaneous in the spirit. Why do you have to have such rigorous business discipline? And there's also say, well, we need just to have business discipline, you know, not so um, much uh, involved with uh, praying about things. Like we have our opening prayer at the meeting and let's get down to business, you know. But really, it's got to be a dynamic blend of, of those things. I think it's very applicable in, in obviously, faith settings like your Divine Renovation Network. But I believe it should be something that is a, a lifestyle of all Christians. I think the challenge is, can you look at leadership as an opportunity to unleash people, mm-hmm. to, to be everything that they're called to be for a common good? It's not what we want from people. It's what we want for people. One of the things that I really love when you when you look at the tenets of CCO and, and how they do things is the idea of one of them being one person at a time. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important to CCO and, and why, why you focus on that at the sure. university level? It has its grounding in a moment of, of revelation and experience that, uh, that Andre had uh, right early on at the start of the, of, of the movement. He had heard a lot of what was going on in, in the church at that time, and it was sort of discouraging to him. He was hearing about challenges the church was facing, and he felt his heart pulled. All oh, this is happening. I've got to do something. And he went to the chapel. As he prayed and sat in the chapel in this space, he heard in, in his heart quietly the Lord say, if you want to reach the world, reach one person at a time. Coming out of that experience, and, and for us on campus, and you want to reach the campus, reach one person at a time. CCO really believes in a, in a model of spiritual multiplication, which is a, an inter, it's a personal model shown by Jesus in the way he interacted with his own disciples to build into, to invest into people who can then invest and build into other people. Then you can, you can have a huge impact. Sometimes in the moment, the Lord invites us to be present to that one hurting person. Yeah. It's the, why the prophetic is so important. We need to listen to the spirit because that person may need us in that moment. The Lord may have a word for us for them in that moment. Mm. But I think the difference is when you confuse leadership as being that. It's okay, you're exercising a great gift of compassion and a great gift of that. Mm. And so if you're called to leadership, then it's about seeing like, okay, most of my time is spent, invested in, in those returns. And sometimes I'm tithing a bit of my time because the Spirit is asking me in this moment to be present to this person. That's the challenge and the tension that leaders live with is, you know, how am I, am I using my time most effectively? What do you think right now is like when you look at the future of CCO yeah. and what you're doing, what do you see as the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Is to continue to always be faithful to what the Lord has called us to do, but to be adaptive to whatever the circumstance is in that moment. But there's always the, the challenge of the Lord saying, okay, I want you to do a new thing. That's probably the greatest challenge. I mean, there's, there's lots of other challenges like being able to, to sustain and grow. Is there any new ones culturally that you're facing on the campus? Culturally on the campus, you know, I would say that there remains openness with students, but culturally they're becoming less tolerant of a religious perspective institutionally and even personally at times. If we weren't even able to step on a campus for whatever reason, how could we still fulfill our mission? That's a question of model and mission. How do we change yeah. our model 
in different circumstances mm-hmm. to stay faithful to the mission. Yeah, the other thing I would say is what we're we're trying to look at as well right now is the linkage through uh, students who are on campus and, and graduate, become alumni, and then go out into the world, into the into various parishes and parish life. What our challenge there is looking at what are the things we can continue to do even better to equip them while they're on campus to be world changers, both in their parish and in their professions? And what can we do to maybe support them as they as they transition and they make those transitions? I dream of a time where there's going to be tons and tons and tons of Catholic voices speaking specifically to the art of leadership within a faith perspective that, that becomes a part of our curricula in, in seminaries and schools. And right now we've got a ways to go, I think. And so right. how, do, how do we change that? The first one, I think, relates to sharing excellent resources that are already out there, whether they're spiritual or non-spiritual. Talking also about other works of other authors or thought leaders in these areas and sharing them because all leaders are facing challenges and need help. You know, we don't have the collective uh, understanding and and otherwise we wouldn't be facing these challenges. (laughs) The second thing I would say is trying to encourage those Catholic voices to be sharing their experience even just initially, like I said, you know, sort of leaders are learners and leaders are teachers, but also sharing other resources and, and just trying to take the courageous and maybe a bold step to be willing to articulate. You know, I love about our Divine Renovation open house that's coming up is that that very theme of take what you've learned and share it with others mm-hmm. and open the doors and invite people to come discuss you know, what it looks like for parish leadership in these different models. It's just so exciting to me. If you had one last thing you wanted to say about CCO or about leadership in general, what, what would you like the people to hear about what you're doing? To, to be magnanimous, to become great by bringing out greatness in others. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you want to stay connected with Divine Renovation over these summer months, I encourage you to check us out on social media. Try following us on Facebook or even follow our Instagram account, which is the account name is Divine Renovation. Check us out there. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another summer short.